Welcome to The Barkside, Veterinary Business and Leadership Unleashed, where we empower veterinary business owners and professionals like you to advance your private practice by leveraging the tools and strategies of big corporations. Welcome to The Barkside. Gerardo, good to see you again. How are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Hello, everyone. Well, we're busy, busy building practices. So there's a topic that I wanted to cover today that became uh, evident that we need more structure to. And um, I think it's one of the two topics that uh, both new business owners as well as consolidators severely overlook and don't pay enough attention to until it hits them when they reach certain volume. The two topics that usually overlook, I think it's marketing because veterinarians in my mind or in my experience don't know what marketing is. They think that reminder appointment reminders is marketing and that's it. But we're not going to touch that today. The second one is HR. Mm. So when you tell someone HR, it's like, all right, everybody imagines the person who talks to you once in some sort of time. And when there's an issue, you go to HR. That's how I picture it in my head. Maybe I'm the most simplistic about it. But as you start a business owner, there's a whole cycle of uh, articulating your uh, vision through the people that you are hiring and then when you hire them keeping them to a certain standard and then having the whole cycle of review and and stuff like that and i know that you've done a lot of work on the artificial intelligence facilitating that whole flow so i would like to chat about that today how about are you okay with that rock and roll let's go all right well let me let me just uh this is this is I'll, I'll tell you as far as I understand this, and then maybe you'll take us on the journey. So, so I think the first piece that I wanted to cover is that what what are the pieces of HR in general? Like, what are those things that companies should think of? The processes that should be documented, replicated from the HR perspective. Because what comes to mind, and I'll throw them sporadically, and then you'll probably. Uh, add more, and then we'll dive into how to do them using AI. But the first thing that comes to mind in what we covered last time is that using AI, AI articulate your vision, your core values, uh, and do it just in the in a timely manner. And then I think that that immediately, the very first step, has to translate into how you're hiring people. Mm. Are you articulating your vision into the ads wherever they are? Mm. You know, when you're seeking and recruiting people. Mm. So that's, in my mind, is the first fail of every organization or many of organizations in veterinary medicine because we post about, you know, awesome equipment, fun team, and, you know, just like very generic mm. stuff and talk about what you will do, but mm. not about what the company offers. So, mm. so that to me, and I think that you can use what you've discovered recently to start with that step. So, okay, we'll start at the um, job advertising, kind of not really going to too far over or too deep into the kind of like HR strategy. So you need a vet basically. So then how AI can help is it can help you one, it can create job ads. Most people will just go, you know, get a job ad and they just change the words and stuff. And then they kind of like, you know, post it. What you can do with AI is you can get the job ad and then you can just make five versions of it and go, give me five versions of this job ad. But then you can go, Give me five versions of this job ad for an experienced veterinarian. Give me five versions for a junior veterinarian. You could even go, this is the, this is our business. This is what our business stands for. This is what our business has. And this is where our business is going. Create a, um, a version of, uh, well, incorporate this information into, into the job ad. But then you could also go, give me three or four different 
types of job ads. So you get variations in words, but you can also get variations in the, the theme of it. You can have a, a job ad which is about culture and about team and about like collaboration. So come and work in this family environment. We're all family and we go out on weekends and, or it could be come work our new hospital with our amazing equipment. So it could be tech focused. It could be leadership development focused. There's different themes to job ads. So outside of the job ad themes. Okay. So, so I'm just going to loop it back into our discussion last time. Mm. So what, um, what I gathered from our last conversation is that once you created a strategy using AI, now mm. you have this knowledge mm. accumulated about what you are about, including mm. core values, mm. statement, what the organization mm. is about. And then you can use the same thread in call it chat GPT and say, using all that, yep. create a job ad for X position with a theme X, right? That's sort of. Yeah. Okay. But I, what I would ask ChatGPT go, um, this is, you could, you would cut and paste all your information in there and then you would go suggest three variations or three styles or three structures of, of job ads. And then I always go like five. And because the reason being is I can't think of five, but ChatGPT can think of five. And then all of a sudden you get these mm -hmm. awesome styles and awesome themes that just kind of start to stretch your mind and it, it's quite a it's, it's a discovery process what you can also do, <laughs> i've done this several times is you can um scrape or you can ask ai to analyze job ad sites and then analyze the all the webs all the postings and determine what is like over said like what are the common phrases that are say too often if you want a job ad to, to stand out how could my job ads be more noticeable? How could my job ad um, hit uh, a new graduate veterinarian and more than other job ads? How can it basically stick out and resonate? And then it will basically so you go. Okay, so so that will give us a strategic angle to our job ads, not just like hey, we you know here's a job, here's the pay. Mm. So it is connected to your initial setup of culture, values, mm. and everything else. The next step in the process, and I'll try to move you along because uh, there's many steps here. So the next steps in the process, okay, you got a candidate interview. Yeah. So how can you build that link? Because a lot of the times it's not building the link between the ad, what people read, what they expected, and they came to the interview, and then there's a disconnect. Mm. So can AI help you? to create that job interview questions uh, that will align with the mm. uh, job ad. Okay, so we're going to the interview part, right? Okay, we'll go one step back. Let's say if you're inundated with with um, with applicants, okay? What you can do is you can get ChatGPT to analyze the uh, resumes and analyze the cover letters, write a report on each candidate, and then compare and contrast each candidate based on the sort of categories that it, that GPT thinks is important and then score each category from one to 10. And then you get a, basically a scored assessment, objective assessment of each candidate. And then what you would then ask, create a set of five questions specific to each candidate that would help address the areas or areas concern or something like that. So you can actually get GPT to make custom questions, which highlight uh, where you can ask about a specific concern or specific deficit in skill that they may not have communicated well across um, in their cover letter. So we use it to um, analyze like 50, 60 candidates, and then we do a weighted scoring index and you can create customized questions specifically, specifically for each candidate. And um, yeah, it's, it's actually really, really powerful.
So okay, interview, interview questions. What you could also do is let's say that you've recorded the interview, right? You can actually analyze the interview and then um, get ChatGPT to assess the characteristics and traits. Um, so let's say you were looking for traits, and traits are really hard to ask questions about. But you could go, how confident did this candidate sound or feel or communicate? How certain did they feel about or uh, did they discuss their experience? You know, so you can actually analyze the conversation that was had and then extract insights into personality traits, styles, whether or not they were and and uh, whether or not um, there were areas which should need to be followed up in terms of questions. Okay, that's awesome. Let's move from the interview into the, I guess, what would be the next thing in HR? Onboarding? Uh, well, job offer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that let's quickly touch on that. So job offer, I think it's, well, it should be ready before you post the job. So I think that also needs to be using the same data and then include things that it should be in a job offer. And I assume ChatGPT can also help you with that. You can chuck your job offer thing and go, um, give me 10 things I'm missing. And then uh, it will list 10 things and maybe like, oh, actually none of them. None of them are actually relevant. That's good because if AI can't think of any, then probably you're not missing any. But if, you, if there's 10 things that you, you missed, right? But it's, if you're going to do that, you would go, I am in Queensland, Australia, in, you know, you'd really talk about the location because then it will narrow it down to the laws and legislations within your state. Hmm. Okay. So that's the compliance piece when you're creating a job offer, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the next one then. So job offer, they accepted it. Then I think the thing that I can think of is the onboarding process. Okay. So the onboarding process, is, is there's a step before that you could actually do. Let's say you've got a skills matrix. Right, use a skills matrix that you get your veterinarians or your vet nurses to do to get a gauge of where they're at with their skills. I would probably give that candidate the skills matrix, and then basically get them to perform the skills matrix to rate where they are. Because then, on the onboarding process, you could then tackle the areas where they're maybe not as skilled or whatever to try to get them up to speed faster during their onboarding. If you don't have an onboarding process, then you can actually ask ChatGPT to create an onboarding process. Um, right down to dates and times and questions and what things to ask and little reflection sheets for um, the candidate as well during their three-month process. During the onboarding process, you can actually ask them, hey, look, I need some assistance. This candidate's not working out. Give me three different ways of how to um, have discussions and how to let this person go with uh, making sure that I don't uh, break any laws, legislations, or something like that. Okay. So then that's the onboarding process in which I really love this point of creating the survey based on the skills matrix that you created, which is, again, could be driven by ChatGPT, how to create the skills matrix mm -hmm. and then uh, find the blind spots for this particular candidate mm -hmm. and then uh, and then develop the customized performance program. plan. You would do yeah, So in, basically in it'd, be, it'd be a, it's kind of like a performance improvement plan on your candidate while they're being inducted. You know, if you're going to be teaching them stuff, you might as well teach them the uh, improve their skills at the same time. So but you can actually develop, how would you say, as I just said, individualized induction programs. You can get AI. So if you have a centralized AI, navigator AI in your business, then the onboarding and induction could be ran and managed through the centralized, you know, Jarvis, like Ironman Jarvis AI. So we put um, induction programs, policies, manuals, procedures, all in one spot with an AI that's embedded in it that they can communicate to, right? And then you can get AI to actually create quizzes 
and multiple choice quizzes to determine whether or not they read the policies. So they, you know, you could go, hey, these are our policies and procedures that need to be all completed in four weeks' time, and create a uh, multiple choice, hundred questions, and have four answers, uh, four options, and then one of them's right, and then create a list of hundred questions that we can give to the candidate at the end, so that we know that they've actually read it, um, not just signed it. Okay, that's compliant. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Then moving on from the onboarding process to, uh, so three months passed, mm -hmm. so you make it clear that the candidate is now an employee. Mm -hmm. What's then? What's the next step in the sort of HR and management of your people? Okay. This is this is cool. Okay. So you make a custom, well, I, I would have a custom AI, but I customized AIs for business owners, managers, marketers, and so forth, right? Um, I would make a chat, like I use the custom AI, make a chat and then they name the chat a particular team member. And then this chat becomes your diary, becomes your reflection, it becomes your coach. So you, you could say, uh, I've got this veterinarian who doesn't like to be consult anymore, but then still wants to get paid the same amount despite not generating review. How do I tackle this conversation? It can be three different ways, so forth. So then it could create the plan for you. You go have the conversation and at the end, look, this is what's happened. This is my recollection. This is a photo of the notes that I've that I took, and then hey, I can give you feedback, and then go. This is how you're going to next take things. And but then all of a sudden you've got your record of that discussion for um, HR. But then that that conversation just can continue for months and months. So you have a AI chat for each team member, and then you have an AI who coaches you through conversations and performance management and creating coaching plans and so forth. With the um, with the chat GPT, is there a specific function in it where you keep the chats going? Like, as they, are they safe forever? Yeah, can you... So now, I believe there is a foldering system. You can get okay. um, you can get um, uh, applications on uh, Microsoft Chrome, and they're just chat GPT kind of interfaces which give you folders, and you could put like a team folder, and then when you when it's time for maybe you've, uh, someone they've come up, it, it's like randomly intimate, like this person has a, a discussion, uh, did something and they were late four times for work in one week or something, you have to have a discussion. And then you would talk to ChatGPT and go, hey, how could I have this discussion? What should I consider? But then because it remembers everything quite far back, right, it will go, you can ask it, reflect back on our previous conversations. What should I factor in and be aware of when I have this conversation? And then it will go back through the history, come back down and bring stuff that you've probably even forgotten about. Okay. So now we're into happy employment. The candidate or now the employee is, you know, performing according to the plan that is outlined on this performance plan. Mm. And um, we are thinking that, uh, so what's the day-to-day, -day, let's say, review process uh, or week-to-week -week or month-to-month or quarterly? Because uh, what people now think, that, you know, as far as I bumped into generic hospitals, the uh there's a review which people consider that's my bonus so when do i have review is the question but essentially it's like when i'm going to get my bonus mm. is there a better recommend I, I don't like that because i i like to separate the two mm. the bonus is achievement of certain milestones financially as a company mm. i don't think that we need to compensate extra for the leadership behavior and stuff like that i mean that mm. that's a that, i think that that self-fulfilling thing that people should strive to work towards and then as a business we will do better so <clears throat> so because bonuses 
extrapolated into dollars and cents, then I think that achieving targets in dollars and cents as a team is, is logical. But then the review process is separate in my mind, at least, where we talk about how people fit into organizations. So uh, going back to traction, it's, you know, right people in the right places, aligning with core values and get it wanted capable. And then, uh, so what is your recommendation on how frequent, what is the structure mm. of those reviews? And is mm. there a way to use AI and everything that we've talked about so far to create a systematized review process? Mm. Yeah, so performance management, not even performance management, just career progression discussions, right? Yeah. Okay, or yearly reviews. Like, they, like, when I used to do them a couple of years back, they were just kind of like haphazard, all not structured very well, despite the fact that they had a good structure. Like, I've always thought that it could be so much better. So when it came to traction and when it came to developing save, basically, um, and, and factoring in, we just talked about um, ages ago, was the balanced scorecard, right? And you discussed about the employee having a balanced scorecard. So then essentially what I did is we developed the professional growth suite where the, the review, the review is comprehensive, but it's a self-reflective review process. It could take them a week to go through the self-reflection process, but it's incorporating 360. So you get AI to generate 360 degree um, review questions, incorporating your um, business objectives, your core values, your culture picture, right? And then then you get AI, to, not well, you ideally, if you don't have a skills matrix, you get AI to help you generate a skills matrix. So you go, generate a hundred different skills that a veterinarian needs to know and then um, you can just sort through them categorize these into uh, common areas logically create a scale of one to five and examples for uh, of each from one to five for a scoring system right so then i would incorporate the core values i would incorporate the skills matrix i would then also incorporate their position description in and then any kind of other additional responsibilities have in this review process most of the time it's like you're doing well this is okay you do this better and now do you want to bonus right or not but it should be about them as a team them as a professional them performing the job that they should be doing and then also um you're meeting the targets so you, you can incorporate it, it sounds like a lot of stuff but you can incorporate all of that into ai and you can create a, a like a customized um, review process where it would take them a while to go through, but it's 360 and it covers all those areas of a balanced, well-performing professional. And because it's clear, it's not just because I made this certain amount of revenue that I'm going to get a bonus. I made that certain amount of revenue, but I was actually a good team member. I had great customer experience. I also then demonstrated learning new skills and whatever. Because, you know, you can be a veterinarian and then not do very much CPD for seven or eight years. And then you're basically uh, a veterinarian who's never, you're still practicing the same standards seven years ago. So if you're, if, if you're a new grad and you've only been out for a year and then you haven't progressed any knowledge and skills, you're basically just still a new grad. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I love that. And for those that don't know what 360 is, it's basically a survey that you do about the person, but you get the peers to reflect on that person. So you get, mm. this is why it's called 360. So it's like all around everybody who's around you, you deploy that and then mm. everybody gives feedback and you get, it's anonymized and you get really raw mm. kind of review in each of those categories. And then mm. that formulates the performance plan. Um, how often mm. do you recommend doing 
the 360. I'm sorry, I've just missed one, missed one thing. So what you do is you have this comprehensive review where you, all this data comes out, information, right? But then you get help, you get AI to help do a SWOT analysis, turn it to the toes, incorporate all that feedback, and then make your career progression plan that's comprehensive that rolls out for a year. Then you can get AI to break it down into months, break it down into fortnightly objectives, which are smart goals. And then what you would do as a manager, because this is self-directed and facilitated with AI, you actually don't create the plan. They create the plan. And then every fortnight you check in and go, hey, this is where you should be at. How are you going here? And then in your chat GPT, who's with a chat, which is that person's name, you can go, okay, had a check-in with so-and-so um, today and it's the October 15th or whatever it is. Then you have that running performance management team dialogue or team log, team member log in your chat GPT. And then you can just ask it, oh, when was the last time they said this? And then it'll just go look back all the way through the chat, go back down. You can just basically query conversations that you've had with a team member for months ago. Okay, um, so uh, two two questions again. I did miss. So where can you do those folders with the ChatGPT? You said it's in Microsoft. No, oh, um, there. You, you, so you look on like Google Workspace okay. or Google um, App Extensions, and there's a couple plugins you can get which offer folders. Like they're there. You can even just Google it maybe, or ask ChatGPT to do a web search for um, ChatGPT add-ons which enable foldering in the history. The other question that I think you asked, or you asked was the frequency. Um, I would do one huge full analysis, you know, comprehensive balanced scorecard type um, performance discussion that is self-directed 360, right, by the candidate. And then I'd do that once a year. And then I would do the follow-ups then on. And when you, when you say <clears throat> self-directed by the candidates, because the 360 is you're sending to the team members and then they get a reflection mm. of it, and then the candidate should think of what is that. Uh, okay, so this is that I would go. So the candidate does the, the survey, the questions. Um, how do you feel you're aligned with this core value of growth? Give us an example. So basically, it's an online form you can make, and then just fill it in, right? And then what happens is you get all the feedback from the team members, and then you provide it to the team to that to that um, person who's doing the review, and then. They kind of consume it all and layer it. So mostly the manager, what they do is actually just facilitate the process of, of the performance discussion, right? And then through the stages of reflecting on the core values, this is what I think I'm like. This is what the team thinks I'm like. This is how I think my skills are. This is what the team thinks my skills are. It's all about what did I, what did I learn? What have I picked up? What did I didn't realize? And then... In later on in the strategy stage is when you kind of pull all those blind spots and pull these areas and then they go well you, you reached financial bonus but actually you didn't reach the, you haven't actually um been uh, you know you're not team member or whatever, whatever it is yeah okay yeah and then so then then you can actually then develop a strategy around improving that area would you i did do uh similar to 360 it was called I don't remember what it was called, but <clears throat> I filled out 360 like myself and then my peers and then gave me an analysis and said, you think you're, you know, kick ass five at this, but majority of people think that you suck. And then, so it actually yeah. gave me a reflection on what I perceive myself like and others. And then that, I think that, so, so would you recommend something like that as well? 100%. 
Um, and you have to frame it really well and you frame it, but basically you may think that you were like this, but in reality, other people perceive you like this. So there's no reason, there's, what's the use of thinking, I'm an awesome dude, if everyone experiences you as a, a moron, right? Then it doesn't matter. It's actually about how they perceive you, which actually um, impacts the experience of people around you. So ultimately, if you've got a blind spot because of a big discrepancy, then you decide, well, I'm, do I actually want to be a nice person or do I want to remain who I am, my bubble of thinking I'm awesome, but everyone thinks that I'm not. And then most people go like, oh, okay, this is pretty good stuff that I should probably listen to. All right. Well, we'll end here because we're way over time, but it was super mm. engaging. And I didn't ever think that HR will interest me so much in the conversation. I didn't think so either. So, <laughs> so um, really appreciate Gerardo. This is wealth of knowledge. Mm. I, I kind of want to unpack some other areas as well on AI. And um, give, I, I, I hope that uh, we can get some feedback from listeners because I'm, I'm intrigued to basically ask you, keep asking you these questions. So let's wrap up here today and uh, make it interesting for the next episode. And I really appreciate your input on this one. Mm. I have some ideas for next time. You guys are going to have to wait. Awesome. See ya.